Week two of the Championship League is done, and Charlton Athletic and Sheffield Wednesday stay perfect. The transfer window closes with lots of excitement. And never ever text at a Hall City match. Don't do it. This is the RG Bargy Podcast. Hello, RG. Hello, Bargy. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. And you? I'm feeling fine. What did you think of week two? Week two was more exciting than week one. It was. It was crazier as well. And a lot more emotional. It brought out the best and the worst in everyone. Let's talk a little bit about last week. So, last week, Leeds played Nottingham. I thought Leeds was going to just continue down the road of domination with a 3-1 victory. I predicted a 2-1 victory of Leeds. And of course it ended up... 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. And Leeds, I didn't think, looked that great. No, they dominated the game though, in my opinion. Fulham, play Blackburn. I thought Fulham's going to keep suffering. They're going to just let goals in. They're very leaky in the back. I predicted a 2... You said leaky in the back. I predicted a 2-0 Blackburn victory. I predicted a draw. So, of course, 2-0 to Fulham. They keep the clean sheet. They get two goals. They look great. And first win since relegation. Now they're on their way. It's all coming together for Fulham. Charlton Athletic Stoke. If you remember last week, we talked about it. And uh, I said that I thought this was important because this was the kind of game that if Charlton Athletic wants to stay out of the relegation battle, they need to get a result from. You thought that this was a game that could define Stoke's season. So if those predictions are true, it's great times for Charlton Athletic. Bad times for Stoke. Because Charlton Athletic just destroyed Stoke 3-1. to one. It was a bad performance by Stoke. QPR, Huddersfield. I said that it would be a 1-0 win for the R's. I went with a 1-1 tie. I think I might have even went so far as to say QPR would score the the second goal to tie it up. You were right. You were played out. Right on the money there, Bargy. And know what else was so great about that match? It was the naming of their stadium as Cayenne Prince Foundation Stadium. And why that was important is that Cayenne was a player in their club's academy. He unfortunately was stabbed to death in May of uh, 2006 when he was just 15 years old. His family and friends started a foundation in his name, and they were able to actually rename the stadium. And they did a little dedication ceremony, and it was beautiful. It was very beautiful. And although I will miss calling it Loftus Road, I cannot think of a better name and a better person to honor. Unfortunately, there was some QPR and Huddersfield fan fan hooliganism mischief. Um, There were three ejections, two arrests, and one refused entry, and reports of fighting both outside and inside the stadium, with someone in the upper tier punching out a steward. That is not what we think the beautiful game should be. Well, let's hope that now that they have a beautifully named stadium, this is a single event and it ceases to happen going forward. Come on, yars. There was one other little thing I wanted to note oh, yeah? of interest. Um, Air- Isaac Vassell, 
scored the winning goal just minutes after coming on for his debut to give Cardiff City their first win over newly promoted Luton. Why that was important was Vassal was a last-day transfer from Birmingham City, and he came on the pitch and immediately took action. It was pretty exciting. That's a good way to say hello. Also, shout out the Sheffield Wednesday who beat Barnsley. I can't believe it. Charlton Athletic, Sheffield Wednesday, top of the table. Mark it today. So those were the games we found of interest. Let's talk a little bit about U.S. players. Anthony Robinson from Wigan. Went the full 90s. He looked good trying to get free. He didn't do so well in his defensive duties. Wigan lost 3-0 to Preston North End. Matt Miazga from Reading. He's on loan from Chelsea, but he went another 90 minutes in the 2-1 loss to Hull. He looked shaky, especially in the first half. The whole team played better in the second half, but he was on the pitch the whole 90. Yeah, I think Matt looked a little uncharacteristically shaky. Hopefully that continues to improve. Eric Lehaw, captain of the Hall City Tigers, went a full 90. He got exposed a few times, but he found a way to keep pushing to get Hall to win. It was a very good day overall for Eric. Jeff Cameron, QPR. QPR! Defender spell with the R's is off to a good start. In the two games so far, he's had one assist and played all 180 minutes. He had a fantastic game this weekend. Great tackles, good ball movement, and pretty much owned the center. And of course, the biggest thing everybody was checking out, Timmy Ream back with Fulham. Last week wasn't there. Fulham looked disastrous. Timmy's back. What happens? Clean sheet. He owned it. He went the full 90. Timmy's back. Fulham's got the chance now. And how about the deadline day for the transfers? That happened this past week, and it was exciting. So uh, I forget. What happened with Ryan Session? Well, I eat my words. He did not stay at Fulham. Final day transfer. Very late on deadline day. Session completed a 25 million pound deal to go to Tottenham. And why, why was it being so late so bad? Well, Fulman chairman Tony Khan was just not happy. He said that Tottenham delay, the delay of Tottenham prevented him, or Fulham, from being able to finalize their potential signing of Hector from Chelsea because Fulham wa- was in the lurch and couldn't make the transfer until the Session deal went through, and it went through so late they didn't have a chance to move. That's sometimes the p- price you pay for giving up your great talent. But that 20 million pounds. 25 million. 25 million pounds. I'm thinking that's good money for Timmy Ream. <laughs> Just give it to Timmy. Calvin Phillips from Leeds stayed. The Wolves wanted him, but they were uh, not willing to pay the rumored 30 million pound fee. Now, if you think about that. Sessignon just transferred for 25 million. And, and Calvin's decent. But he's not a 30 million pounds. So who knows if that number is accurate. If it is, then Leeds wasn't really interested in him going anyways. But it is a good keep for Leeds. But the big story that everybody in the championship, I mean, quite frankly, in all of England that they were talking about <laughs> on transfer day was what? Cameron Carter Vickers. The Vickers. He's a 21-year-old American center back. 
on loan for the 1920 season from Tottenham Hotspur with Stoke City. Yes, both Leeds and Fulham were interested in his services. He decided to go to Stoke. And judging from the results that Stoke's been putting up this season, that might not have been his best decision, but who knows? Somebody come into the championship who's an American. Come on, Carter Vickers. Make it exciting. Make Stoke great, finally. (laughs) Finally. I mean, now that Crouch is gone, they need somebody to carry the team. (laughs) As crazy as the transfer deadline and transfer deadline day closing was, there was a far crazier story I heard about this week. At halftime, at the Hall City Reading match, security officials came up to a fan of Reading City, identified themselves as undercover security guards, and asked him to stop texting because they felt that he might be providing information to people gambling on the match. Now, when asked about it, what was the excuse that he gave? He said, I'm just texting my gran. So the lesson we've learned here is Hull City hates people's grands. And they think that somehow people texting from a match is some super mojo power. And it's a match that's going on right then. It's not like this is a tape-delayed match that nobody else knows about. There's radio broadcasts, there's TV broadcasts, there's internet broadcasts. Or as if it was like final day of the league where all the games are at the same time and you don't know the relegation and somebody could go get promoted and all hinges. It's the second week. Fan is just texting from the stands. But somehow that could be some weird mojo, gambly, undercover, covert, MI5, I don't know. It really probably all comes down to this guy. This is the guy that he knows how Kennedy got killed. Yeah. That's my guess. He's got all the secrets. He's got it all. So don't go to Hall City and don't text. Especially not your gran. Especially not your gran. So on that happy note, let's talk about this week coming up. So on the plus. We have three matches starting on Friday. We have Huddersfield versus Fulham. This is a battle of the relegation. These two were relegated into the championship. They saw their way to the promised land of the championship league last season. They're meeting for the first time this season at Huddersfield. How do you think it plays out? I think Hutterfield is going to lose. I have Fulham winning match 2-1. I also have a 2-1 victory for Fulham. Big reason for it, Timmy and Reem. Timmy Reem, gonna win it all again. And then on Saturday, we have the Nottingham Forest versus Birmingham City game. I think that Nottingham Forest is going to beat Birmingham City 2-0. Everything about this game says... Nottingham Forest. So I got to go Nottingham Forest. They pulled off the 1-1 draw against Leeds last week. I think they're looking strong. I go 3-1 Nottingham Forest. Sunday. We got Reading versus Cardiff City. Reading on the outskirts of London. Cardiff. Where's Cardiff? In Wales. Who do you think's going to win here? No one. I think it's going to be a 1-1 draw. I think Cardiff comes into Reading strong. They're going to take it 2-0. Those are the three games on the plus. Let's look at something that's not on the plus. Bristol, QPR, playing Saturday. What's interesting about this one is they played in a cup competition just this past week. 
to a 3-3 tie. QPR won at 5-4 on penalty kicks. Now, four days later on Saturday, they're going to be playing again. How do you think it plays out? But this time, they're at Bristol. I think it's going to be a nil-nil draw. I think they're going to be too tired, and they already know each other's tricks. I think after last week and the renaming of their stadium and the comeback victory late for QPR, plus previously mentioned cup draw, I think it's going to play out to a 1-1 draw because I just don't see a lot of nil-nils in the championship league. Now, the other question I have for you. Charlton Athletic, Sheffield Wednesday, both sitting on six points, top of table. Will they remain perfect after the weekend? Charlton Athletic has Barnsley. Sheffield Wednesday has Millwall. What do you think? I'm going to go on a limb and say yes. Both Charlton Athletic and Sheffield Wednesday will retain domination at the top of the table. I have Charlton Athletic beating Barnsley 1-0 and Sheffield Wednesday beating Millwall 2-0. I think Charlton Athletic is going to lose. I think Sheffield Wednesday is going to win. And part of the reason I think they're going to win is an interesting little story. They did not have to play their cup game this midweek. Well, they didn't have to play it because the team that they were playing against, Bury, is actually facing financial ruin. So they've had to postpone all their matches. They have two weeks' time to get their finances in order or the club will cease to exist. So that means Millwall, who did play, comes in tired. Sheffield Wednesday comes in completely refreshed after a week off. Sheffield Wednesday gets the win. So that's the week that I see coming up. It's going to be an exciting third week in the championship. Never a dull moment. Where the second division is tops. This is RG Bargy. Good night, RG. Good night, Bargy.